Hello, welcome back to the Zachariah Show. Now, some of you are probably scratching your heads going, Zach, wasn't the next episode supposed to be about a video game? And to that, I should reply, yes. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the Kung Fu Panda tie-in game that was released around the same time as the movie. Kung Fu Panda the game is a very fun experience, and it's quite accurate to the movie it is adapting from, with only a couple of levels that diverge from the film's story. This game features a complex combat system, where there are two buttons that you press, which give you two different types of attacks. A light attack that you use against small enemies, and a heavy attack that you use against large enemies. Kung Fu Panda the game also... Alright, in all seriousness, folks. I was going to review Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and talk about how it had an anti-war message, and I began to record a bit of it when tensions between Russia and Ukraine were rising. I was hoping that Russia wouldn't invade Ukraine, but they did. So I figured it was a bad time to talk about works of fiction starting war due to the current situation. I then decided to review a different movie that is happy and silly ra- rather than one that deals with heavy subject matter. And that's when I figured that Kung Fu Panda is a good choice, since it is a children's movie after all, and I grew up watching it. However, going back to watch movies that you liked when you were younger can be a bit of a drag, since you just can't find it as entertaining now as you did back when you were a kid. C.S. Lewis once said, A children's story that can be only enjoyed by children is not a good children's story in the slightest. And I believe this to be true, and I have this quote in mind as I review this movie. Let's begin, shall we? For those who haven't seen this movie, it's about a panda named Poe who works at his dad's noodle shop. Who is a goose, by the way. Don't worry, the sequel will explain that later. And Poe's dream in life is to become a great martial artist who fights alongside his heroes, the Furious Five. Eventually, the day comes for the Furious Five to get together with their masters, Ugwe and Shifu, who are to select one of them to become the Dragon Warrior and be given the Dragon Scroll, which holds the secret to unlimited power. Poe, hearing this, happily runs to witness this event. But due to a freak accident, he ends up getting selected to earn the title of the Dragon Warrior, and has to not only learn Kung Fu to get the scroll, but also protect it from Tai Lun, Master Shifu's former apprentice turned foe who wants revenge for being denied the scroll. Now, the animation in this movie is incredible, and was quite revolutionary at the time of release, due to its masterful blending of cloth and fur, which are two of the hardest things to animate. There's also a 2D segment that's just beautiful to look at. In fact, you have to make sure to blink while watching it so that your eyes don't go blind from overexposure from pure awesomeness. The voice acting is also amazing. I find that a lot of animated films now just don't care about the voice acting and hire a bunch of celebrities and call it a day. Sure, this movie does have a celebrity voice cast, but the voice actors are specifically chosen for the roles. I cannot imagine anyone else other than Jack Black to be the voice of Poe. Same with Dustin Hoffman as Master Shifu, whose performance I find just doesn't get enough love. Even the Furious Five, who don't talk much in the movie, were casted very well. Jackie Chan, who does the voice for Monkey, has only like, what, six lines? But he still delivers them with passion. The writing is oh so a standout for this film, with many clever jokes that left me laughing when I was a child and even now at the ripe old age of 19. You can tell that these writers have their audience in mind while writing it since there's a scene in the movie 
where the story slows down and two characters have a philosophical discussion, which reveals their unique points of view. And the writers make sure to add in just enough action to keep the kids entertained. This scene is just a perfect example of having both the adult and children audiences in mind when creating a family story that results in both audiences enjoying it. The pacing of this movie is another great aspect of it. I find that many movies nowadays, both made for kids and adults, are just way too fast. They never take the time to relax a bit and focus on the characters that are more concerned from going from A to B as quickly as possible, instead of giving the audience time to enjoy the experience. This movie makes use of its 1 hour and 32 minute runtime, and it flows perfectly from one scene to the next, and lets you soak in everything that the movie has to offer. Another great feature this movie has is the lighting. The colors used in each scene are chosen to set up a specific mood and tone. Everything in this movie doesn't feel tacked, in, tacked on or just added in for the sake of it, but rather it was planned out and serves a purpose and isn't just something to fill in empty space. One last thing I want to mention is the impact this film had on China when it was released. This film may have a very Americanized portrayal of Chinese culture, where everything looks more like Chinatown than a town in China. That didn't stop it from having a huge impact on Chinese cinema, since it had a passion and love for the classic cinema from that country that the actual Chinese movies at the time didn't have, and ended up changing the Chinese movie industry for the better. That amount of influence alone makes it worth watching. Overall, Kung Fu Panda is a film that I highly recommend, because it is one of those special works of family-based art that both kids and adults can enjoy. See you next time on The Zachariah Show.